Hello, welcome to the Hope on the Rise podcast. My name is Peter Englert. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show. We are here with Dr. Bob Roden and then Marlon DeFogie. Um, we're going to hear a little bit about her story uh, today in kind of one of our extended dialogues and discussions. And, um, you know, I think for those of you, just to open us quickly, I don't think there's any of us here that either haven't had cancer or known someone that's been through cancer and marlon has such a very a practical and applicable conversation that we're going to have so bob i want to throw it to you to interview or uh, just kind of introduce marlon and we'll just kind of go from there oh uh, th thank you peter always great to see you and to be be with you you're a wonderful friend and colleague and uh marlon welcome today to hope on the rise uh podcast this is our the monthly piece that we call our conversation. And I can't tell you how delighted I am to have you as a guest today. We've known each other for almost 40 years. And uh, it was in 1987 that you came to be my administrative assistant when I was pastoring at West End Assembly of God. And of course, I knew at that time that you had a call on your life for more. And you have since become, you went through all the credentialing process, you've become ordained with the Assemblies of God, you were a pastor on staff uh, at uh, at West End. You and your husband Paul are just dear friends, and we are. We, I always um, always have such a, a warm feeling in my heart when I think of the two of you. But today we're here to talk about the last five years of your life, which have been uh, was a, a major right turn, we might say, for you when when you were those those words came from your doctor that you had cancer. And uh, and you've written a book that uh, that we have here today. It's called Meditations from the Chemo Chair. It's uh, this is actually your second book. Your first book was published in 2007, called Meditations for Daily Living. And uh, you're a gifted person, Marlon, that God has used. And I'm so excited to be able to talk with you today about about this journey uh, that you made. You uh, you actually. Uh, took notes and then turned your notes into a book. And it, it's an amazing book uh, that, uh, that I know that our listeners are gonna benefit from today. So the, the key question, Marlon, that people have when, when they discover they have cancer are other life issues that are, that are really challenging is, how am I gonna get through this? And that's what this book is about. How am I gonna get through this? But there are two prongs to that question. How am I going to get through it? What is the goal in this? Or who's going to help me through this? And your book focuses on the help that you received in, in getting through this. So why don't you just uh, give us a little intro of how you got started with the book and uh, what maybe inspired you to put your uh, writings down. And then uh, you, have some, you have some amazing titles like Changing Lanes. And, and you talk about the uh, these little... Uh, breathing prayers. You talk about facing the what ifs. So uh, let me just flip it to you, Marlon, and uh, welcome to the podcast. And why don't you sort of talk about this overriding question? How am I going to get through this? And, and what helped you? Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Roden. I really appreciate the opportunity to share with your listeners. Um, yes, how, how am I going to get through this was uh, truly the the question that came to my mind when we were first diagnosed, when Paul and I 
my husband Paul and I went to the uh, oncologist and sat and listened to the long discussion of of this pathway that I was entering into. Um, I had been have been relatively healthy my whole life, and this was really my first big um, challenge, physical challenge. And I told the Lord, I said, Father, I know that my life belongs to you and that you're allowing this for a purpose. So I'm going to just chronicle this journey and learn everything I possibly can and write that down. And somehow uh, we're going to turn this trial into into a triumph and um, a testimony um, so that others can be encouraged along the way. So that's really what I did. And and the book does answer that question in a, a lot of different chapters. How am I going to get through this? Because I believe that, um, that, that um, uh, God gives us a pathway. You know, he's given us his word. And in the, in the book, there's lots of scriptures. Every chapter has a scripture to meditate on. Because I believe if you meditate on God's word, that there is life there and wisdom there and help there and hope hope definitely comes from god's word and um and so the lord gives us a pathway through any tough season that you go through whether it's cancer whether it's another kind of a diagnosis whether it's another kind of a challenge the lord always has a pathway you may not always be around it but often it's through it and when you go through it, there's things to be discovered that you can't discover any other way. Um, and so, but he not only gives us a pathway, he gives us a person in the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his followers that he would send a comforter and that that and that comforter would, would provide for them peace. Not the kind of peace that the world gives, but a supernatural kind of a peace. And I found that supernatural kind of peace as as I sat every day in my prayer chair and said, Lord, here we go. Here's another day. And I know you have provision. Your mercies are new every morning. So here we go. And I'm going to I'm going to write these things down. and We're going to see where it goes. And so it's come out in this book form and it seems to be helping an awful lot of people along the way. Hey, Marlon, why don't we back up just a little bit? Um, can you just kind of share a little bit of the story of how you found out you were diagnosed with cancer, kind of the reaction of your family, and then just um, even kind of talking about your treatments? Because I know that this will either be um, appreciative of those that are walking through cancer to know that they're not alone, but it's also, I think, informational for those individuals that know someone in cancer. But why don't you just walk us through uh, the past couple of years that you've been walking through this? Okay, sure. Um, I had found a breast lump and um, gone to my doctor um, uh, and uh, she had taken a biopsy and came back and said, yep, we got a problem and you've got to start meeting with an oncologist. Well, that creates like shock. <laughs> you know, as soon as someone says the cancer word to you, and affirms that it is cancer, um, it truly uh, rattles your world. And in the first chapter of the book, I talk a little bit about the paradigm shift, the whole new way you start thinking about life, um, the fears, the challenges, how am I going to, how are we going to pay for this? 
Um, how's this going to affect my ability to function in my job? How am I, how am I going to move forward? And, and of course, my husband was, was shocked as well when we went to the oncologist's office and sat down and he went through the long list of side effects to chemo, the reality that I would have to have a mastectomy, not just a, a lumpectomy, but a, a, a mastectomy because it was stage four, it was stage four which means it had gone someplace else. It had gone into a lymph node. And anytime it goes into a lymph node, um, you can be in big trouble because it travels quickly uh, from one lymph node to other parts of the body. Um, so we had to begin the process of chemotherapy, and we were in chemotherapy for about five months. And then I had a, a mastectomy, it was my 65th birthday when I, um, when we got the diagnosis in the oncologist's office, and um, it was overwhelming. I mean, Paul and I hardly could say a word when we came out of that doctor's office. We just were in shock, and we didn't know what to do with that except, you know, bring it to the Lord. Um. So anyway, we I went through the cancer experience and all the tests and uh, in, to to make sure it was just in those particular parts of my body, and um, then I had the mastectomy um, in December of that year, and then I had to go through um, um, radiation treatments, and then um, have another um, more tests um, to determine that they had gotten everything. After the mastectomy, they, they examined uh, the tissue and determined that there was no, no cancer in the margins around the space where, where the cancer was, which was a great relief. And there was no sign of it anyplace else in my body. But um, I still had to go through radiation just to, just to protect. So that was kind of the journey. And the emotions are all over the place. You know, and trusting God in the middle of, of all of those emotions. My daughter was scared to death. She was going to lose her mother. Everybody, everybody goes through this with, with cancer, uh, this fear and this anxiety about what, what could be. And um, so the Lord was with us and, and, and helped us. And that's what I tried to write about is here's the journey and here's what happened when I lost my hair and here's how I felt when I looked in the mirror and there was no hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Um, all those all those feelings and the faithfulness of God to kind of bring you down from the panic into a place of peace. The, the power of the Holy Spirit to let you know that you're not alone in this, you're not walking alone, that God is with you, it's going to be all right. And the Word of God, which encourages us and strengthens us and is the source of that hope and peace. Marlon, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think that that's encouragement to buy your book. Um, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is, and just kind of thinking about Bob's question about how do I get through this. My sister was seven years old when she had a tumor on her kidney and they had to remove it. And I'll never forget the story. I mean, obviously my mom and dad were trying to just hold everything together, but my grandma and my dad would go up to Syracuse, New York, which is an hour from where we live. And they would take her to get chemo treatments. And 
there was one day that they took her to get chemo treatments and she said daddy don't make don't make him do it to me don't make him and um you know my dad's crying he's he's a tough guy you know my sister ended up going through the chemo treatments and she must have been seven or eight and she said to my grandma she goes i made daddy cry and um you know, uh, I, I kind of wish we had that book back then because I I don't think that we're I, I'm sure you probably felt like my seven year old sister at the time felt of like, why do I have to go through this? And so I'm just kind of curious as you kind of talk with people and you kind of share, you know, your experience and hear their experience, you know, and even from the book, what were some helpful things of how people came alongside and supported you. And sometimes, you know, as we focus on hope, maybe gave you hope when you didn't feel like you had any. Well, one of the biggest helps was the other people in our church who had been through cancer and come to the, gotten to the other side of it. The Sunday morning that I stood in the pulpit and told the congregation that I had been diagnosed, um, when I was done sharing that, a whole bunch of the choir members came around me and stood and prayed for me. And when the service was over, uh, a woman came up to me who had had brain cancer and had recovered and had all of her hair back, and she was beyond it. And she said, take a good look at me, Marlon. I've had it. I've got through it. I'm on the other side of it. And you and And then I had other people who had had cancer tell me, you're stronger than you know. You're stronger than you realize. Well, I didn't feel like I was very strong. But several times they, that same lady would tell me, you're stronger than you realize. Mm. And um, and then there, when I would have my daily devotions, there would be scripture verses that would just jump off the page and into my heart. And so many of them I've put into the book. And that's why I called the book um, uh, Meditations. Because from the chemo chair, because I think it's meditating on God's word that brings hope and encouragement and lifts your vision above to um, uh, how is this going to count for my spiritual development? And how is this, how can I make this, turn this into something that can be a testimony and a blessing for others? How can I get through this and mark like you're going through a jungle and you're marking the trees so that people will know the pathway to walk. And here's what you can expect here. And here, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's situation, you know, can, can be very different. However, um, the hope that the Lord gives us, the promises that he gives us, the presence of the Holy Spirit, um, uh, get us through, uh, you know, you're tired. There were days I just wanted to sleep. There were times when I wanted to give in to discouragement, but I couldn't. I made myself get up and go to church on Sunday mornings. I went a little bit late, so I didn't have to hug a bunch of necks <laughs> or answer a bunch of questions. And I left a little bit early so that I so that I could beat the rush. And there were and I just needed to get into church. I needed to hear the music and the worship. I needed to be in the presence of God's people because it did something to my spirit to encourage me and help me and lift me. And um, when we would have our prayer times in the church service, um, pe people would lean over from behind and they would hold, touch my shoulder and pray quietly for me during the prayer section of the service. 
and it was like energy coming from them into me. Um, there was a time when I, when I was in a church service, and I just became so tired I couldn't stand up for worship. I had to sit down, and I just felt so weak that I went back to my office and I had a sofa there, and I laid down on the sofa and I said, "Lord, I just have to be here. I have to be around your people, around your presence, because you're life to me." And I could hear the worship coming down the hallway of the people singing. And I just kind of rested into, relaxed into that and felt um, the encouragement of the Lord, which brought peace and rest. And again, that hope that I'm, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. I just have to walk it out. You know, Marlon, one of the things I really like about what you have written is it is not just a book of platitudes. Or you know, just kind of you you get you have recommendations, uh, you have scriptures, you have prayers, uh, you have practical things that people can do, and that's that is one of the strengths of the book, uh, aside from the fact that it's very well written. I call it an anointed book, and uh, I think people will really find the kind of hope they need as they read through this and they follow uh, recommendations you made, prayers, scripture. And uh, I mean, one of the things you talk about, like a secret place, you had a place using the chemo chair just to sit and, and say prayers to God, what you call breath prayers. So there are so many practical things that I think are really going to be going to be uh, helpful, helpful to people. And the, uh, so now now that you're on the other side of it, Marlon, and and you're uh, and you're, you know, thinking about the, the, the future, what what do you see in the days ahead? What's in your heart? I know you're. Mentoring these people in in Ghana, uh, you have you have a you have a lot of dreams in your heart. You're you're sort of refired, as they say, at this point. Uh, why don't you talk about that for a moment, and then we're going to uh, wind up here with you giving us a prayer. Actually, one of the prayers in your book. But I'd like you to talk about what what you're going to be doing now. Well, I am um, um, so excited that I get to be a teacher's assistant for Ascent College and connect with uh, women internationally as they're studying God's Word. Um, right now, there's a bunch of them from Ghana that uh, I'm online with, with the, alongside of the teacher every Thursday. Um, uh, we, My husband and I are taking trips to a Caribbean country um, once a year. Um, to uh, to do family and marriage seminars, uh, family life conference. Um, we've been there twice, and in March will be our third year of going, um, speaking to pastors and their wives, and then they take all that information that we give them and take it back to their churches. Um, I'm participating with our district office and um and participating with um, the women's ministries director up there, who's written a fabulous mentoring book. And um, we've taken um, that course over to Slovakia, a six-month course, and we're mentoring the, women, the young women there who are young leaders in their 20s and early 30s um, who, who have a call of God on their lives, and we're helping them to grow deep roots and understand what ministry is all about. You know, I want to tell you this. When I was at my lowest, I kept hearing this voice. You're never going to do ministry again. You're never going to travel again. You're never going to get your strength back. 
and and it was just a voice the enemy's voice that just kept plaguing me but then the holy spirit said to me they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they will mount up with wings of eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint and the first airline that i got onto after coming out of chemotherapy and all of that and recovering getting a bit of my strength back and getting back on onto international missions work those words came right back to me and i said right back at you enemy <laughs> the lord <laughs> the lord's got me and i'm mounting up may not be with wings of eagles but it's wings of a beautiful austrian airlines plane and i'm headed back out again and the lord's going to give me the strength and he's continued to give me the strength and help me to get back on my feet it takes a while and i i had somebody tell me marlon it's going to take a while after that last treatment before your body recovers from chemo if that's just the reality knowing that reality helped me mm. um not to become overly discouraged with with the fact that I wasn't 100% right away. And uh, I talk a little bit about that in my book, too. Marlon, well, I want to encourage our... Oh, hold on, uh, hold on. Bob. I want to jump in before we close. Because um, I think one of the things that might be helpful, there might be people that they're not going through cancer or know someone, they're grieving, um, they're anxious, <laughs> they're in a tough season. And, you know... I, I think I've been thinking about there's a distinction between what am I hoping for versus where do I see hope? Because I think the burden of like getting completing the cancer treatments and not having cancer, that feels like a huge burden. So I, I guess what's that difference for you maybe when you were first starting treatments, but also towards the end of your treatments? Um, you know, are there times when you say, Hey, I know what I'm hoping for and that's helping. And are there other days where you're saying, Hey, where do I see hope? Um, because I just need something little. I mean, I don't know if that resonates, but yeah, go ahead. Well, there's always days when I'm tired or if I feel a, a little, a little bit uh, sick, uh, I had, I had the flu a couple weeks ago three weeks ago and ended up being COVID testing as COVID. And, and like, I'm, I, I, my tendency is to panic, you know, Oh no, what's what, and think the worst, um, because I've been through the, the worst, I guess. And so that's just where you naturally go. But then, but then you have to grab a hold of the reality that it's, it's not that. <laughs> And when I call the doctor and he says, oh, yeah, this, this, here's some medication, whatever, um, then you you breathe again. I, f I find that as long as I'm sitting in my prayer chair every day and reading God's word with my pen in my hand, that God is faithful to give me something that will hold me steady when, when a fresh wave of, of insecurity or fear comes my way. and. I really think this book will help people not just with cancer, but who are facing any kind of challenge, uh, financial challenges, um, family issues that they're that they're wrestling with, um, that they need wisdom for, um, learning how to de-stress, 
how to how to find the secret place that quiet precious secret place where you go in and you can pray and you can come out of that place um knowing that god's with you and uh, the lord's going to give you wisdom and what to say and how to respond and that life comes prepackaged with stuff jesus said that and so those winds are going to come and if your foundation is built on a solid foundation of what what's God God's word is, um, you can you can get through it because again you you have a pathway and you have a person, um, and um, and and mm-hmm. so therefore you know a lot of these chapters calming the panic, um, facing the what ifs, uh, finding meaning. There's always something to be mined out of every difficult experience in life whether it's a health issue or some other kind of a thing, there's something in there that you can find. There's a nugget in there. There's, there's something that God, uh, that you can find new about God and his provision for you that you wouldn't find any other way. And so um, the Holy Spirit helps us find that and gain strength from it so that we can turn around and comfort others with the comfort wherewith we have been comforted, as the scripture says. Well, let me encourage you to get uh, meditations from the chemo chair. You can order it on Amazon. It's really easy to do. And then I hope you'll share this podcast with someone else who uh, can uh, can benefit from it. I want to thank you, Marlon, for being with us today and sharing your story, which is really God's story in your life. And thanks again, Peter, for your help and being the co-host of this podcast. I've asked Marlon to uh, to do one of her prayers from her book as we close today. So, Marlon, if you're ready to do that, let's uh, let's have that prayer. That'll close us out. All right. This prayer is one that I wrote, and it's on page 69 of my of my book, um, which is, in, and the chapter is entitled Facing Shadows, and the meditation for this chapter is Psalm 23. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those words of wisdom and revelation that were penned a thousand years ago by King David. They have been a source of comfort through the centuries. They are a source of comfort to me today. And I thank you that in the middle of all this treatment, you spread a table of provision before me. You have supplied everything that I need today. Darkness and sadness exists all around me, but I sit in a spotlight of love and care that radiates from your throne. You will supply everything that I need today, tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after that, because you are a good God all the time. I praise you in the middle of all of this. I give you thanksgiving and glorify your name. I reach out and take from your table the food of encouragement that I need today. I savor your blessings. I find nourishment in your every provision. Thank you for holding me firmly as I walk this strange pathway. Shine your love through me, and I will forever praise you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hope on the Rise podcast.